Welcome to the Authentic Love Podcast, where we address your questions about relationships in the church. So settle in and get ready for an open discussion based off of true experiences. It's going to be real. It's going to be raw. It's going to be redemptive. So tonight, as I mentioned earlier, we are having a live Authentic Love podcast. Pretty excited about it. If you've never listened to the podcast, please listen to it. There are some great questions and some great topics that have been answered so far. Um, And I'm so thrilled to have the team here today. Um, Their podcast addresses topics and questions about relationships in the church. And I absolutely love their tagline. It is raw It is real. It is redemptive. So if you haven't listened to their podcast, hopefully this is not your first time. And if it is, uh, you're in for a real treat. So let's welcome to them to the stage. Awesome. Thanks uh, so much. We're really excited to be here um, live. Uh, It's great to see everybody here. In the audience and to everyone who's online, thanks for joining us. Uh, As Jill mentioned, we're going to be talking about uh, identity and putting God as a priority in your relationships. Uh, I'm Hannah. I'm one part of the Authentic Love team. And over here we have Heather and Bean and Janie. Hello. Uh, Hi, guys. Um, And so before we start, we just want to let you know that um, we will have time at the end. We're going to be doing some Q&A. So if you find us on Instagram at Authentic Love Podcast uh, and you have a comment or a question as you're listening to us go along, please send it in. And two of you, um, one female and one male, will win a copy of Wild at Heart for the guys and uh, Captivating for the girls, which is... Uh, just a great uh, book series on relationships and identity. Um, so please find us and send us your questions. We'd love to hear them. And I'll kick it over to Beam to get us started on this. Hi. Uh, I'm honored to be here. Thank you, uh, thank you guys for coming out. And thank you, wonderful ladies, for this awesome idea. Um, as Hannah mentioned, we are... Just going to be talking about you know what it means to be whole in your relationships, and some of the things we will talk about will be applicable to your regular friendships, and some of the things we we'll talk about will be applicable to your romantic relationships. And I know most of the followers or listeners of this podcast are younger people, uh, from your youth to your young adults. So I just pray that you know God gives you something to take away from this. Um, one of the first questions that we you know, wanted to dive into was the concept of identity and what, what is your identity in your relationships and does that waver, does that change? And, and what it looks like when your identity is not focused on God but solely on a relationship. And I would, I would just kick it off, you know, to, to just... The, the first picture that comes to mind when I, I think of identity is Simba from Lion King. You know, I grew up on that movie and I just, I guess I just aged myself, but it doesn't matter. Um, But I just, I imagine Simba when he was, you know, with the other animals, when he was lost and he just grew up with them and he loved them and, you know, he was having a good time. But Simba didn't know he was a lion. He didn't know he was a king. 
you know, his identity was misplaced. And so he didn't act like a king, right? And, and I think sometimes, and I've been there, you know, in a relationship, sometimes you place it as front and center. And you, you place it in front of God or before God. And some, some signs that you could see with that is, you know, sometimes you compromise. You know, who's with me? You know, there's things that, you know, you generally wouldn't do but you end up doing because, well, you know, my relationship is important and I love him or I love her and, you know, so, I don't know, what do you girls think? I would say that's true. <laughs> Interesting <laughs> I just, I think, of, I think of my past relationships and it can be even something as simple as being like, uh, I want to go, not that it's bad to support the person you're in a relationship with, but to be like, I have to be at every single hockey game that they play. I remember, like, I can't do anything else. I have to show up to every sport they play. Um, I'll cancel plans with other people um, because this is my relationship and it's the most important thing. Um, and then it causes other relationships to fracture and it becomes a really big source of, like, of just your focus. Thanks, Hannah. Um, one of the things that I was, I was also thinking about, you know, when it comes to identity. Now, we just kind of talked about some of the things that you can see when you realize that, you know, you're not really focused on God in a relationship. Um, what does it look like then to be centered in God and to not have your identity waver when you're in a relationship? Because the truth is, especially for some of the younger people, it's uncharted territory, you know? Yeah. It's not stuff that you've, you've, you've been taught because the average parent wouldn't sit you down and talk about relationships. <laughs> Hence the need for this podcast. <laughs> and, and um, you know, <laughs> um, uh, one, of the, one of the things I forgot to mention from the beginning is we are four imperfect people, um, mm -hmm. yeah. some single, some married. Um, but we just feel like, you know, this is, this is a good avenue to address some of the questions that some of you people might have and, and just kind of go from there. Now, one of the things on here, because Hannah has given me the stink eye because of time. <laughs> Um, <laughs> um, does your relationship enhance or inhibit your relationship with God? Uh, and a, a sub part of that is, does it bring life and fruit? You know. Now, when we were planning this, and when I went home, and I was just kind of researching and thinking about it, I was like, man, you know, when I go into a regular friendship as well, or even a relationship, the first thing in your mind is not how can this bear fruit? Because that could mean a different type of fruit. Um, <laughs> no, 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 that's not my first thought. <laughs> um, but it's interesting to think about it because if, if we realize that, first of all, our identity is in Christ, and what that means really is, as John puts it in John 1.12, yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. So we're first children of God, right? So like Simba, we got to act like children of God. No, Simba acted like a king. But we have to act like children of God, you know? And what does that really mean? Well, we're supposed to bear fruit. You know, your relationships should have purpose. There should be a reason behind it, you know? Some people just end up jumping into relationships because, well, they're of the age or it's trendy, you know, and, and it's, 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 it's a, there's a, there's a, there's a very, very slippery slope that you can fall into, right? And so I, I have a verse here that I would like to touch on, but I would like to just hear what some of the wonderful ladies here have to say about that. Yeah, I just wanted to touch on that too. First of all, can we agree that relationships are messy? 
Is that yeah. a common consensus? For right? Sure. And I think when we first get into relationships, when we start thinking about what it is to be like with another person, you know, um, we, for me anyway, correct me if I'm wrong, or if you guys have different experiences, please, you know, let us know, DM us. Um, but for me, it was like, I didn't really know how difficult or how um, uh, really selfless I had to be in order to be in a relationship. And you, that's not the first thing that I see when I think in my mind, oh, I want a boyfriend. You know, like, I, lay, or like being selfless is not the first thing. The first thing that I think about is like, ooh, like movies and dates and, you know. What? Butterflies. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, getting to do all this fun stuff with a person and um, building new memories. But little did I know for myself that new memories included, you know, really tough discussions and uh, maybe having, maybe ending certain relationships and things like that. So that's really interesting, Abim, that, uh, that, that you brought this up because Simba also didn't know how difficult and how messy being a king king would be like the responsibility right? yeah. the responsibility exactly preach <laughs> um <laughs> so one of the things thank you very much Janie. one of the things that i had written down is everybody here should agree with me that if you go into a <laughs> you relationship don't have to agree. no 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 this one is straight it's like it's, a, it's an obvious we want you all flag. to raise your hands <laughs> <laughs> if you go into a relationship you used to go to church, you were on fire for God. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, you stopped going to church. To me, that's a red flag. Like, hashtag red flag. Hashtag red flags. Right? Red and, and flags. And so, <laughs> red flags, yes. It, it's, it's a number one indicator. You know, if, if your relationship inhibits your, your growth, if it inhibits your... So you used to volunteer, you used to serve, you used to be on fire, and then you met this person. All of a sudden, you know, they're just dimming your fire. I think that's a red flag, and it's something to watch out for, right? And speaking of fruit, John 15, 4. I, this guy, John, just keeps popping up today. Um, <laughs> he's, he's, yeah, he's, he's teaching. He says, remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. This is Jesus talking, by the way. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. What I got from that is, even in your relationship, amidst the butterflies, amidst the good feeling, amidst the, the flair and the social media statuses, um, your relationship should have purpose. It should bear fruit. One, in one of my relationships, um, we started teaching Sunday school. You know? It's... You have to challenge each other to, okay, how can we grow? How can we build? What's the purpose? And it shouldn't be just, oh yeah, let's just do it. You know, it's just something to think about, right? And it should, it should really propel you forward, not keep you stagnant or even worse, take you backwards. Well, thanks, Ibeam. Although I was, when you said Lion King, I was expecting you to burst into song. I'm not going to lie. No, no. No? no, no. Okay. That's a Another type podcast. Of, Still young. It's a different type of podcast. <laughs> you got to pay for that one. <laughs> Um, thanks, Sabine. That was really great. Great points to talk about. Um, my topic um, 
was talking about the, how the issues that you have prior to a relationship will still be there in a relationship. You can't expect them to be fixed by the other person. And this is a really close topic to my heart because for those of you who don't know me or have not listened to the podcast, um, before I met my husband, I had been in a relationship that was very toxic. And I came out of that relationship very broken and very mentally unwell. And it, a lot of the things that you talked about, Abim, not going to church, not seeing fruit, like it was just a constant downhill journey that eventually once I hit rock bottom, I was like, I can't do this. This is not the life that God has for me. And I left that. Um, was it hard? Yes. It's making the right choice is always difficult. Um, but a few months after that, I realized that I'm like, I need to get back on track with God. And in pursuing him once again with my whole heart, I realized that I had a lot of garbage. I had a lot of things that were still stuck with me, even though it, I didn't think about them. I knew that these things were still heavy on my heart. And I realized that I can't take this with me forever. I need to leave it behind so that one day when I meet the person that I'm going to marry, I don't want to be bringing this stuff with me and having it affect, having it interfere um, with that relationship. And so I started taking counseling. And because of that, I, my whole outlook on relationship changed and realized that the first person I had to pursue was God. That was the first person that needed to be the priority in my life. And um, it's a, lot of, it's a lot of hard work and it's a lot of sacrifice and it doesn't even have to be a previous relationship that you could have been in. It could have been maybe you were bullied when you were younger. Maybe you had a toxic friendship. Maybe you had, you know, you were at odds with your parents. It could be any number of those things. You fight with a sibling all the time. It could be any number of things that cause you to have those issues. But the, the main thing is to be mature enough to recognize that this is not healthy and this is something that needs to be changed. Um, and like an, a side note of that is like, because of that, because of working in through my relationship with God is that I, beca- my focus when I was looking, began looking, began looking for a relationship. <laughs> like I was like out there looking, right. Um, is that I, all I wanted was God's will because I had walked that path that was not God's will for me. I had walked, not the path that he had had for me. And I didn't want to do that again. I'd seen, I'd seen the bad fruit. I had seen the trash. I didn't want, ever want that again. And so my whole focus became, God, if I just want to do your will, I just want you to bring the person into my life that you have for me. And it became, my whole focus shifted once I started focusing on God. Then my whole outlook of relation, whole outlook of relationships changed. And it was like a complete, it was a whole mind change because of that. Yeah, I just wanted to touch on that. Um, when you were talking about how you made, after going through something that's difficult like that, you know, you made a decision that I can't stay with all this garbage. Once mm-hmm. you, first step, from what I heard, you recognize that there was garbage. Mm-hmm. Because I think that that's also maybe a misconception that we have that maybe, you know, well, I wasn't the problem in the relationship. Yeah. So therefore, this isn't my garbage mm-hmm. or it's not my issues. Yeah. But I think we neglect to understand and, and realize the fact and truth that when you spend so much time with someone mm-hmm. or that, um, you know, you you're so you're close with them right you're intimate with them that you kind of um 
you kind of take on some of their things. Yeah. Right? Like hurt people hurt people. How do hurt exactly. how does hurt people hurt people? Because they were hurt by someone else. That was also hurt. And so that's really awesome that you know you first recognized that there was this garbage and that you 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 decided. No yeah. one else, mm-hmm. not him, not anyone else, but you saying I can't go on living like this yeah. because you recognize that you, whatever you had, whatever baggage that you had, you were going to pass on exactly to your next relationship. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much for sharing that. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing, too, is that just like having that, having that connection with God is that he was able to very gently and very not angrily point out things that I needed to work on right? Like he, like it's, it's, it's amazing what God will reveal to you when you ask him. And sometimes it's hard and sometimes we don't like it, but he'll always reveal it to us in a really soft, in a soft way. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Janie, Thank you're you, up Heather. next. <laughs> um, yeah, I really, for me, what was in my heart and what I really wanted to talk to you guys about um, is, is what happens once you get in your your relationship, right? And the commitments and the priorities, maybe uh, Ibim kind of touched on this earlier, so I just wanted to bring that back. Um, What usually happens, let's be realistic, right? You're infatuated, you're in this new relationship, it's fun, it's cool, you're still getting to know this person, maybe ignoring some red flags, Mm-hmm. We right, yep. so um, we realize that that's a thing, um, and so we kind of live in this this like honeymoon phase that we've heard said before. Um, so yeah, my question is, what usually happens in, in when you first get into that when you first get into the relationship? Yeah, I think you kind of hit it. You get really, I mean, a new relationship is usually, not always, but usually really exciting and there's a lot of new feelings and there's um, all of this excitement about what this could be and where this could go. And like you said earlier, like going on dates and going to movies. And I think honeymoon phase is the right way to put it because then at some point, whether that's a month in, three months in, six months in, you're going to have to have one of those difficult discussions. Um, or have a hard conversation or there's going to be a fight or someone's going to be in a bad mood and you at that point it becomes like oh I have to figure out like how do I have not just fun with this person but how do I actually do life with this person and what does that look like because whether it's your first relationship or your your third or fourth or whatever at some point you go from single to in a relationship and you have to relearn how to be in a relationship, how to be accountable to another person when you're in a romantic relationship, which is different than how you necessarily have to be accountable to people when you're in a friendship. Yeah. Um, and so it's relearning those skills sometimes all over again. Absolutely. And I think for me, like for those of you that do know me or have listened to our podcast, um, my, my husband, Josh, uh, he's my one and only relationship that I've had. And so I didn't really know how to, you know, or I didn't really have a second relationship to be like, oh, I'll know what to do next time, or I'll know what not to do next time. Um, and so for me, you know, I was, you know, serving at junior youth for a very long time. Um, I was doing worship for a long time. You know, all these other ministries that I was doing and was involved in and where really my heart and my passion was. And um, as as great and amazing and awesome Josh is and as 
on a, a mighty God, mighty man of God that he is. You know, <laughs> you're welcome. Big ups, Josh. <laughs> um, you know, for me, I too was, I was distracted. Like I started, when we first started dating, I was like, wow, like he's so amazing. And I just want to spend all of my time with him. And, and I had relationships and mentors and, you know, people that I met with regularly, uh, the ministries that I was, was, um, actively involved in and I loved. And then all of a sudden, you know, I started canceling on things, rescheduling or whatever, because I just wanted to spend more time with him. And really, it wasn't until, you know, it wasn't until like a really good friend and mentor of mine was like, kind of did like a, like a hard check with me and was like, hey, like, like, where have you been? I haven't seen you in three weeks. And I'm like, oh, I knew exactly where I was. Let's be real. I knew exactly where I was, right? So I was like, oh, huh, okay. And then she just like lovingly told me since you got into this awesome, this awesome relationship that is bearing good fruit, but there is, there's this part that is lacking on commitments and lacking on like priorities. And thank goodness, thank the Lord for grace, right? Like we all need that because we're never going to get it right the first time. Or even if we do good for you, that's awesome. Um, <laughs> and, and so, so for me, that was kind of like my second chance to, to pivot, right? And it's interesting because as I was talking to Josh about this today, he was saying that when you first started dating, that he too was dropping balls on friends. And so then a friend, a friend of his also like told him like, Hey man, like Janie's super awesome and we love her and she's amazing. Um, but, (laughs) but you know, we haven't seen you or we haven't heard from you in the last few weeks. And so for us, we recognize that there's a gap there. Um, and then we for, then Josh and I came together and was like, okay, so we want to honor one another. We want to honor God. We want to honor our relationships that we've made and the commitments and really the things that made us to be the people that, that we met, right? And so which leads me to my second point is that a part of that fruit. So we pivoted and we were like, okay, we are hanging out. When we were first started dating, we were like, we're hanging out on this day on this day because this day and this day I'm with this person and doing this and whatever. And it was great and it was awesome. Um, And my next point is how important it is to have have that conversation with someone um, that understands your heart, that hears what you're trying to do and that's not like, oh, like, you don't want to hang out with me anymore? Mm-hmm. Oh, like, yeah. they're more important than I am? Because that's the important thing to remember, too, is that, yeah, like, that person should encourage you in, like, the commitments that you've made, and they should be working alongside you. And if they're, if they're saying the opposite or being upset, then, yes, that would be a, That's a big, big red flag, the theme of... Because you think that that's part of the reason they wanted to date you in the first place, is the fruit that you're already bearing in your relationship. So it doesn't make sense that once you're with them, they're going to be like, but now I want you to stop all of that and focus on me. What I'm going to add to that is, especially for the younger listeners, it is very obvious that relationships take work. And it requires a certain level of maturity. So before you want to jump into it, think about it. Do you know yourself? Do you know the things you love and, you know, what God has called you to do? Mm -hmm. 
And then you start to, you know, kind of just outline priorities. Okay, you know what? God just told me to serve in children's ministry or music or whatever it is. And you, you learn to prioritize the things that are more important. And not saying your partner or your, your person you're in a relationship with is not important, but you should have gone to a point where you know what? Yes, you're coming in. And you, we won't all get it right. I'm just saying, you know, have a plan when you're going into it, before you go into it. And then you realize that, hey, I've really got to have a plan before I jump into this because I can really mess stuff up. And so just something to think about, especially for the young listeners, is, you know, there's a, there's a reason why you need a certain level of maturity before you dive into this. So. And to back that up with some verses. Um, <laughs> just kidding. So on, in First uh, Corinthians 7, Paul really talks to us about how difficult it is to be in a relationship. Right. There's a lot of things coming out your way. You know, you know, I, as a single living person, it's hard to live on this earth. Can I get an amen? Amen. 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 You know, and so to have that. <laughs> thanks, guys. So to have to live your life with someone else as well and to navigate life with another person who's also possibly feeling the exact same way as you're feeling like it's hard. And if you're not intentional with what you're doing, if you're not intentional in making sure that you abide in Jesus and in the Holy Spirit to lead you every step of the way, like it can get really messy, you know? Awesome. Thanks, Janie. That's great. And uh, we spent a lot of time talking about like relationships and how hard they are sometimes, um, but also they are great. And um, the and what I want to hit on is like, yeah, relationships are great. God, God made them. Um, his, his whole goal was us to be in relationship, whether that's romantic or friendship. Um, and but it's the identity piece and it's the why are you in your relationship and can you handle whether you break up or whether you get married or or however however it goes and for me um I when I first started dating you didn't really have that I didn't really have that focus on God and so um he was a part of it but he wasn't a priority as as I mentioned before and so then when I was 25 I I got into a really serious relationship and I was like this is the one I'm, I'm gonna wind up marrying them and I was like I really need to focus in on God then like I need this to be if I want it to work, I, I really need to make sure my priorities are aligned. Um, and so I was like, yep, yeah, this is going to be the one. And it actually wound up not being the one. We wound up breaking up. And it's really hard to be looking at someone being like, I thought I was going to marry you. And instead, we're going separate ways. But I also remember in that moment, and I don't often have um, a lot of like God speaking directly into my, audibly into me. But in that moment, I remember in, like, in the middle of that breakup, just as voice coming to me being like, you're going to be okay. And I'm just going to be like, yeah, I'm going to be okay. And I'm like, well, that's weird. That's not how I sh feel like I should be feeling in this moment. Um, and I just had to, the only thing I could think of after was to go to God and to, to read my Bible. And I don't know if it was a if it was, if I was just randomly reading my Bible, if it was a day planner, day devotional I was doing, but it opened up to Ecclesiastes 3, which was all about, um, there's a time, there's a season for everything. And it was hard at first because I was like, well, I thought this is my season for marriage. Like, this is where I thought it was going. But it was also comforting in a way because as I was reading through it, I'm like, but there is a season. Like, God has a season planned out for me, whether it's now or later. This is a different season than I thought I was in. But also I have comfort that he's bringing me into different seasons all the time. And that doesn't mean that that season's never going to come. 
But if I hadn't been able to really dig into that, if I hadn't really decided at the beginning, like, okay, I'm going to make God my priority, I'm going to have a mentor in my relationship and have my friends close, I think it would have been a lot harder to be able to navigate through the end of that relationship and let go of that relationship because that is a painful part of a relationship and it's a risk we all take when we get into a relationship. It's, it, it's a faith-based decision in a lot of ways. Do you guys have anything to... I really like that point, Hannah, because it actually goes back to what I started out with uh, when it comes to identity and some of the risks. Anyone ever seen a movie where there was a breakup and the girl was devastated? It could be the guy, too, you know. Yeah. Guys could be devastated. devastated. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but one person just gets devastated and, you know, it's almost like they lose themselves. That's really what happens because they really did lose themselves because they had made the relationship the identity. And so it's a slippery slope. And, and all that just comes to mind really is seek here first the kingdom of God. If, if really, and I think that's all we're trying to say yeah. is if you make God the center, when you get into a relationship, you too also make God the center and you're chasing after him. He's just going to make everything else fall into line. And, it wouldn't really be as stressful as a lot of relationships are. So, not all relationships, but I mean, big ups, Josh. <laughs> um, we actually had some questions that were sent in. Um, one of the questions was, how do you tell if God is encouraging a relationship or discouraging a relationship? Um, I know I can speak on that. If, um, so when I was single and looking for a husband. That sounds really terrible. But I was. I couldn't. I'm like, God, where is this man? I have looked everywhere. Not everywhere. Selective places that I attended. Um, I'm like, where is this guy? I fully expected God to drop him on my doorstep. That did not happen. Um, surprise. But because I had been in the mindset of, God, I just want to meet the person that you have for me. I don't want to I don't want to mess around. Like, I just want to go to that. And if that's, if you, if that's your heart with God, like, in, and you meet that person, like, he's going to tell you when you meet that person. He's going to, you know, and it might be you go for coffee once. And that's a, another thing, too, is that you might take, like, if you go for coffee once, go for coffee twice, like, you might not know right away. You might hang out a couple times, and then you're like, you know what, this isn't, this isn't meant to, and this isn't what is meant to be for myself. I know I was in such a place of just being desperate for God and not wanting to sway from what his will was that when I actually met my husband, I'm not going to cry. <laughs> when I met my husband, it was at church. It was in the back row. And I just remember he was late, which is another point, but he was late for worship. <laughs> and so we didn't actually meet until pre-COVID we shook hands after worship. And I just remember looking at him and I just remember my soul going, there you are. I've been looking for you. Now, um, <laughs> you can cry. <laughs> <laughs> and it was funny because he actually had the same feeling, but we didn't say that to each other. So don't, that's yeah. like not the conversation opener you want to have that God told me that you're my husband. So I'm not encouraging that, <laughs> but just because we were both at such a place of that, we just wanted to do God's will and just wanted to be in line with what God wanted for our lives, that it just, it just happened not the way I was expecting, but as we know, God's way is always better than our way. So 
if you're really pressing into that relationship with God, he will let you know yes or no, and he'll be very clear about it. Um, sometimes it may not come very clear. Uh, I know, I, I don't always hear God clearly. However, another practical step is have what I call confidants. You should have yeah. a, a war room and you should have soldiers in your corner. People you trust, people that care about you, and there's this guy that's, you know, just bothering you, bothering. And, uh, you know, you don't know what to think or you don't know what to feel, you don't know what's going on, you know? And you ask these people, hey, do you know this guy? Or this is what he's saying. And I don't know, I don't have experience. Pray with me. Walk it with me. And sometimes God can speak through these people. So just a nugget. That's a great point. That's an awesome point. Yeah, I just want to include too, like, ultimately, you know, Scripture talks to us about um, a bad tree cannot produce good fruit. And a good tree cannot produce bad fruit. So as much as we try, you know, um, it's common enough, um, whether we ourselves have done it or our friends or loved ones or whatever, we've seen people try to make relationships work that maybe they should have called it a while ago because it was whatever, X, Y, Z. Um, but if it's a bad tree, it will produce a bad fruit, regardless of like how well you try to hide it. It's just not sustainable. It can look good for six months, three months, a month, I don't know, maybe even a year, you know, but eventually the real fruit will surface, right? Um, you can only hide it for so long. And like Ibim was saying, like people that love you, when you first get into a relationship, like take notes of those that surround you, that pour into your life, and that that really have your best interests at heart. Because like I said, when you first get into a relationship, you kind of get foggy. You know, you want this to work. Why wouldn't you want this relationship to work, right? So furthermore, you need to, I learned too, that you need to give permission to maybe one or two people in your life to tell you things that you may not want to hear. Yeah. And I realized that when you, it, if you don't give an active permission to someone else, like my friend, like my mentor that I had mentioned earlier, I told her in the beginning, I was like, hey, if I start to go whatever way that I'm that that you know that I am not please tell me I may not like it but I give you permission to say this and for me that really that that made a huge difference in my life and so um and Josh and I are married now and so which is super awesome so I really encourage you you know have people around you give one or two of them permission so that they can tell you because really it shouldn't be it shouldn't be so confusing. It's hard. It's difficult. But it shouldn't be, you know, when you have all these things in place. It's not impossible, I should say. Right? Yeah. Uh, we got another uh, question here. Um, and it's, what piece of advice about relationships has had the biggest impact on you? Um, and for me, I would say the biggest uh, piece of advice actually came from my mom. Um, and she told me, um, after I think my first breakup, maybe my second, that, um, not every relationship looks the same. 
And I think at the beginning, I had been trying to make my relationships look like all the other relationships I'd seen in the church, um, what I'd seen my sisters go through. And I was like, well, like you marry like the first guy or like you do it this way or this is the formula and this will make it work. And I was getting, feeling like so frustrated and like I just couldn't understand it or understand relationships. And I was like, what's wrong? Like, what am I doing wrong? And my mom was like, nothing your relationship is not going to look like everyone else's relationship. Your path isn't going to look like everyone else's path. And that's okay. And I think it gave me the permission to stop trying to measure myself against what I thought the church relationships looked like, should look like. And I had no idea. Like, I didn't actually know what was going on in all these relationships that I was like, this is what the, you know, achievable relationship looks like. I just saw the outside. So who knew what was going on in the inside? And I was saying, this is what I have to look like. Um, and so having that freedom to be like, maybe my relationship can just look like what works for me and this person and God. It doesn't have to be, you know, like Heather, where I, I might not meet my person and be like, oh, there you are. That's my person. It, I might need five, six coffee dates before I'm like, oh, yeah, maybe I do like this guy. Who knows? I wish we all had it like Heather. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think my biggest advice is uh, Why? I think for me it was, it was my mom. And I think it goes back to purpose. Why do you want to be in a relationship? Why? Convince yourself, convince, you know, your confidence, like I said. Why? And I think right there and then, if it's just because of the high or if it's just because it's, it's getting cold outside. Um, <laughs> I, no, I'm being serious. <laughs> Because people have gotten into relationships for silly reasons, you know, and that's just, you're just setting yourself up if you're not ready for it. So I think it's just question the why, pray about the why, and then try to get that, that confirmation before you pull the trigger. Mine is the classic communication. <laughs> Talking, like not even just communicating with the person that you're with, but like like you said, like your friends, like talking about things, because if you bottle it all up and you try to figure it all out yourself, it's that you're not going to get anywhere from that. You need to talk to people that have experience or like if you have like older mentors that have been married, right? Like they're, they're going to have a wealth of knowledge from you to pull from. And so like, like to communicate with those people, to admit that you say, hey, I'm kind of slacking off here. So what, how can, how can I fix this? How can I get myself back to where I need to be. So communicating like with your mentors, with your family, um, with your really, those friends that you're allowing into your life to speak into your life is such an important thing. I think for me, it's the same thing too. For me, I knew that I didn't trust my own judgment. Like that wasn't enough for me. I was like, Lord, it's either a flashlight, like a spotlight or nothing. Um, but because that doesn't always happen, you know, the next best, best thing is to have other people, to be surrounded by people who love you and who really, you know, want the best for you and who also have a great relationship with Jesus. Um, so, yeah, that's for me, too. Do we have any more questions? No, I think we've covered no. them. Awesome. Um, we just want to thank you guys. That's a wrap for us. Thank you so much for being here tonight. Thank you Thanks guys. for listening to us. Um, I just want to share a little, a little quick snippet as to why 
we do well, why we started um, Authentic Love, and and the reason why yeah the reason why we did it, and essentially like we're here you know this is quite vulnerable talking about relationships in the church you know and the the four of us have have been through. Uh, We've had different experiences um, in which we've learned and in which we've grown. And God has given us just the heart to, to step into that vulnerability and, and, and to speak publicly about it in hopes that, you know, if only one person in tonight or someone that's watching um, here tonight or later on can understand or can get a revelation or to have their eyes open and, and their hearts softened. Um, that's, that's enough for us. Like that's exactly, mm-hmm. you know, like why we do it. And we want to see people win at relationships and maybe learn things a lot sooner and, and don't get to experience as much heartache. 100%. Right? Yeah. yeah. So again, thank you guys so much. If you have any questions, if you want to talk about things, we are not perfect. We don't know everything. We are speaking um, from from what we know and our perspective, and we absolutely respect people who have different um, uh, points than us, viewpoints. And we, you know, if you want to come and be a guest in our podcast, let us know. We are open books. DM us on our Authentic Love podcast. Um, our episodes drop on the second Wednesday of every month. The first, we got that wrong the first time when we talked about it, but it's the second Wednesday of every month that we post. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, thanks so much for having us. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for listening with us today. A huge thank you goes to Harvest City Church for letting us record in their studio. We release new episodes every month, so make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Authentic Love Podcast, where you can be a part of our next conversation. See you next time.